0: Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Okay. Are y'all ready? I told you this morning I was going to be up close and personal. This message hit me this week. It hit me Sunday night, and it just became more real all week. God has done such an amazing thing this week in my personal walk, and it's just awesome, guys. I want you to know that oftentimes in life, we have talked about God's faithfulness, and when we talk about the faithfulness of God, we automatically assume think that we're discussing his faithfulness and his righteousness to save which is so very true these are all true statements but this morning I want to take a moment and I want to ask you to do something with me I want you to bow your heads close your eyes and we're going to pray and we're going to pray together this morning for the Holy Spirit to work in the heart of the people right now right where they're at Y'all pray with me. Father God, this morning we come to you as humbly as we know how. Father God, this morning I ask you to begin to do something major in the hearts of the people here before us. Father God. Father God, even the ones that may watch this later. Father God, I ask you to move in such a mighty, mighty way. Father God, let us recognize your faithfulness. In the sweet name of Jesus, we pray. Father God, move me out of the way. Have thy will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For so long, we've talked about God's faithfulness. We've talked about his his mercy and his grace. And we've actually tied those together. Have we not? But here's the thing. And I want you all to realize this. This is very unique. Those are three separate things. Amen. Amen. Okay? We got grace, we've got favor, we've got mercy, we've got faithfulness. But I want to show you something this morning that, that I've recognized this week. The meaning of faithfulness is very straightforward and, and to the point. The definition in the Greek Hebrew is very straight and to the point. Now the the English translation is. And definition of faithfulness is simply this strict or thorough in the performance of duty, a faithful worker. Isn't that unique that, that it's got to that point to what that's how faithfulness is described? Now check this true to one's word, promise, vows, etc., steady in allegiance or affection, loyal, constant, faithful friends, reliable, trusted, believed, adhering or true to the fact, my favorite part, a high standard that has been set. That is faithfulness. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you this morning, we have been held to a higher standard the moment we said no to the world and yes to Jesus. We've been held to a standard that says you will walk out what you believe you will walk in what you have been taught. But if you do not open the word of God and read it for yourself, you will live off what everybody has taught you and your faithfulness will be to them and not to God. That's a series and a serious chain of events that can come crumbling down. I've told y'all from the beginning, do not take my word for it. Open your Bible up, read it for yourself because I could tell you anything and say that the word of God says and you would believe it unless you open your Bible and read it for yourself. So long we've become faithful to the church and we've become faithful to going and seeking Him through the pastor. The faithfulness has become to the church and not to God. That's a real true statement. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine says something very amazing. But I'm going to read just a little bit. Then we'll stop at verse nine. Paul called as an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will. Starting in verse one, I'm sorry, I'll slow down. I'm just a little excited this morning about this word. Is that okay that I'm excited? Y'all yeah, wouldn't expect anything less, would you miss saying? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 1, Paul called as an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will and soothiness, our brother. To God's church at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called as saints, with all those in every place who call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both our Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from our God, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of God's grace given to you in Christ Jesus. That by him you were enriched in everything in all speech and all knowledge. In this way, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you do not like any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all ready for verse nine now? God is faithful. You were called by him into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Verse 10 says something even more amazing. Now I urge you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, that there be no divisions among you, and that you be united in the same understanding and the same conviction, for it has been reported to me about you, my brothers, by members of Chloe's household, that there is rivalry among you. What I am saying is this, each of you says I am with Paul, or with Apollos, or I'm with Cypias, or I'm with Christ. Is Christ divided? Was it Paul who was crucified for you? Can I tell y'all something? I did not die on that old rugged tree for you. William did not die on that old rugged cross for you. God was faithful and just and righteous to send his one and only son to the cross. To die for us. That his blood was shed for us. And that yet, while he hung on that tree, he pled for our forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But yet, we thank grace. Great. I'll talk in a minute. Sorry. Grace is a license to steal and get away with it or sin and get away with it or lie and get away with it or cheat our way into a relationship with people and get away with it. This is not about you. It's not about me. It is about the only thing that matters on this earth and that is our faithfulness to Christ Jesus. You can come to this church week after week and be faithful to this building. You can go somewhere and be faithful to that job. You can be faithful to your favorite restaurant. But my friend, you cannot be faithful to God and not expect his faithfulness to unravel in your life. For so long, we talk about the faithfulness of God. But yet we don't approach the faithfulness of God. It is time for his people to be faithful to him and not everything else. You want to see God's faithfulness, you become faithful to God. You want to see mercy, you become sitting in front of the mercy seat. You want to see grace, walk into a relationship of grace. Grace is such a powerful word that is thrown around from the pulpits. And I don't think sometimes we mean to throw it around, but we do. It is by grace that we are saved through faith. Amen. And that is so very true. That is Bible. But we don't realize that we have to live from a place from grace. We have grace over our lives. Amen. We have mercy over our lives. But in order to recognize these things, you must walk in these things. We can can come in here week after week and we can talk about all of this stuff and we can go through the motions and we we can sing praise songs, we can do the hymns, we can have the most powerful sermon you have ever heard. But until we recognize the faithfulness of God, then and only then will we walk out what He has called us to. Think about that for a minute. Let that sink into your brain. We have right standing with God. The moment we said no to the world and yes to Jesus, imagine that, having right standing with God. But yeah, we don't walk in it. We don't talk in it. We don't act in it. I can, look y'all, It is time for us to take a stand as men and women of God. Our nation is falling apart, busting at the seams, something that none of us thought we would ever say. And yet we're standing back and we're looking out a window saying, look at the world fall apart. Man alive. Miss Ann, could you imagine what would happen if we all just started praying for our nation together in unity? Not divided among ourselves? Oh my goodness, there's that big word divided among ourselves. God's faithfulness. He is faithful and he is just. He is righteous. Debbie, I know you probably remember years ago there was a slogan that all law enforcement used to use. We are faithful to our communities to serve. You remember that? I think that's still pretty much a slogan of all of them with in God we trust. Can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? If these men and women were not faithful to their job, if you were not faithful to your job, you would not have a job. Think about that for a minute. We think that grace and mercy is a call card, if you would if you would say. Everybody remember calling cards? Couldn't call long distance unless you dialed zero and called collect or you had a calling card. Grace is your calling card, but it is your faithfulness that brings you into a relationship of grace. That's just honesty. We can talk about faithfulness all day long, but until we realize we must be faithful to him in order to see his faithfulness, grace will pour out. But it is the grace that brings you to faithfulness. It's that undeserved, unmerited favor that brings you into a deeper relationship. First Thessalonians 5.24 says this, faithful is he who calls you and will bring it to pass. Can I tell y'all something? You have been called and you have been chosen by a holy priesthood. That's Bible. Before I knew you, before W knew you, before Carrie or Chloe or Anthony or anybody in this building knew you, he knew you. He formed you and needed you in your mother's womb. And he predestined you to a holy calling. It is up to you to be faithful in that walk. Are you gonna make a mistake? Absolutely. Can I tell you something about making a mistake? Don't sit in it. As the dog returns to its vomit, that's Bible. Do not set in it. Because when you set in your first mistake, you'll think it's okay to make another and another and another and another. The next thing you know, your faithfulness is shredded to pieces and you're scattered among the grounds. It's about getting up and moving forward. Your faithfulness to him will prove to you his faithfulness. A lot of times in life, we don't realize that he is faithful and he is just and he is righteous. We quote it, we say it, But it is ridiculous that we have to see it to understand it. Think about this for a minute, okay? Walk with me. You ready? You go somewhere and you encounter someone you've never met before. You're inside a store. Something in your head tells you it's time to leave. Halfway through, you notice this person is reaching around them and they're fondling and fiddling with their pockets in the back of their small, the small of their bag. And next thing you know, they've got a gun held at the clerk and they're robbing the store. The first thing that most of you would think, well, I'd pull my gun out and I would resolve the situation. Well, let's just take into account that that day you got up, you was in a hurry, and you left your sidearm at home. Because just about everybody in the South has a gun. Amen. It's just true. But that day, you left it at home because you was in a hurry. You didn't think clearly. You was trying to get somewhere and get it done. Close your eyes a minute. Seriously. You're in line. This man or woman pulls out a gun and they attempt to rob the store. Your heart's beating fast because you know this is not good. You're in a bad situation. Then they turn the gun to you. Give me everything you have. You're sitting there and you're hesitating. Then all you hear is. (laughs) Game over. Look at me, folks. That's the bottom line. Now, you've heard me say this over and over. You're standing before him on that day. Are you gonna hear, well done, my good and faithful? Think about that, don't answer it, think about that. And I mean really think about it. Or are you gonna hear, depart from me, for I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Look, he is faithful to save. He is righteous and he is just. He is a good, good father. Oh my goodness, if you only knew. This week I sat before you because I experienced this faithfulness. But it took me being faithful in prayer on my face. I wasn't at a church altar. I wasn't in the house in my quiet place. I was in an unknown place on my face before God pleading for mercy and grace and he said son I can do better than that I'll show you my faithfulness." we can sit back and we can pretend that all we need is grace and mercy and he is faithful all we have to do is attend church and all we have to do is read our Bibles my friend this is not just something you walk into on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights And during revival, once a year. This is something you better live out because if you do not live it out, you would never truly understand his faithfulness. We all have a day, no hour, no minute that any man would know that we will breathe our last. And I want to stand before him and know that I gave him everything I had to give, that I gave him my wife, that I gave him my kids, that I gave him my family, that I gave him my job, that I gave him everything. I want my father to know that I am faithful. Let me ask you this. If you're unfaithful to your spouse, Think about that. Let that sink in. You're unfaithful to your friendships. Think about that. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, I cannot stress to you this morning how much of a good, good father he is. He is just, and he is righteous, and he is faithful. Listen to this. I keep forgetting this thing's got a magnet on. Verse 16 says, I did in fact baptize the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to evangelize, not with clever words so that the cross of Christ will not be emptied of its effect there's nothing I can say or nothing I can do that can take the effect of what happened on that cross away. Because I'm not the one that is faithful to you to lead you and save you. He is faithful to lead you, guide you, direct you save you nothing can take the hurt the pain the agony the anger the frustration the misery the disappointment any of that away nothing but the blood of jesus i can preach to you week after week after week after week but until you truly surrender all and give him your life not just your your faithfulness to the building, not just your faithfulness to the church, not just your faithfulness to Sunday school, not just your faithfulness to revival once a week, but until you truly give him everything, then only then will you recognize his faithfulness. So many times in life we fall apart. Tragedy will strike. Unexpected things happen. But don't you tell me my God's not faithful if I'm faithful. Don't you dare to tell me my God is not a God of miracles. I would challenge anyone to walk in faith. Step out and watch what God can do. Well, pastor, I don't really believe that you know God moves that away. Well, you better read your Bible, my friend, because um, it tells me that he is not changing you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change as the shifting of the shadows. I want you to understand that right here this morning at North Union, it is time that we walk together in faithfulness. Hand in hand, arm in arm, War is coming. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Christians are already being persecuted. I don't watch the news. I know a lot of you say I should, but I don't. But funny fact is, in California, they not only took Bibles out of circulation off their shelves, they can no longer sing and praise Jesus in church without the fear of being prosecuted by the court system. Debbie, I don't think that would work very well in Gibson County. I don't think that would work very well in West Tennessee. You know why? Y'all ready for this? Because there's a lot more people who are faithful to the church than they are to God. I hate to say that, but my friends, I've never watered it down, I've never sugarcoated it. I'm going straight for it, amen? And this morning, right here, right where you sit, this is decision day. Today is the day of decisions. Bible tells us today is the day of salvation. It's not only that, but it's the day of decision because Jesus made it clear there must be a decision. He embedded that for a reason. Who I'm talking to this morning? You might have been in the church for Miss Anna will use you as an example on numbers, honey. 80 years. You might have been here 80 years, but you've never truly became faithful to God. See, see, it's okay if you read your Bible. Can I tell you something? The enemy wants you. He don't care if you read your Bible. He doesn't care if you go to church. It's when you become what God has called you to be is when all hell breaks loose. That's when all the earth begins to tremble at the sound of his voice, not yours. Ladies and gentlemen, today is the day to stand up and say, I'll be faithful because my father is faithful. So many times in life we talk about faithfulness. I never did get to any of my notes, that's okay though. So many times in life we find that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And he leads us and he guides us and when we get through what we've been through, we turn around and we go right back to the same things. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something. Right here before God in heaven and everybody else here at North Union and those listening by radio this morning, those watching YouTube or Facebook, whatever, they're watching them. Can I tell you something? You cannot be faithful to God and the world. That's the decision that has to be made. Jesus said this very clearly. Cannot love God and love the world. You either love one and hate the other, but you can't do both. There has to be a decision. Has to be. I want you to stand with me this morning. do something really out of character. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today, I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.